This is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary. And welcome, everybody, to the start of a very special few weeks here at Talk for Two. No, it's been a while, been since last summer, since we had an episode. I cannot tell you how busy I have been between uh, going back and forth to Nashville and Vegas and doing a bunch of stuff for my day job and for the Music Universe. Um, we have a podcast over on the musicuniverse.com that has over 160 episodes, and that kind of became my focus. And they're video episodes, most of them, as well. So you can go check that out, and you get to see my uh, ugly mug. <laughs> and uh, check that out and, and watch those episodes. But uh, I've, I've been sitting on this because I wanted to have five to do a week, and it's looking like those five are coming together. But instead of airing them in a week and then not seeing you again for a while, I'm going to space them out every two or three weeks and, and air them here on a special YouTubers edition of Talk for Two. And I'm very excited about the couple that we have with us today. They are Dale and Paula McKenzie. Their YouTube channel is Las Vegas Inside and Out, and I'm so honored to feature them. I met up with them on a layover. Not one of my many, many Las Vegas trips, but a layover where I had about, oh gosh, eight or nine hours in town before I needed to be back at the airport. And those of you that know Vegas know that the airport is really close to the Strip. So... I met up with them at the Luxor. That's the background noise that you hear. We we found the quietest corner we could in the food court. And we I mic'd them up and we talked everything about how they met to how they started their YouTube channel. And I'm really honored because, now we didn't talk about it, so I was okay to wait to, to air this. But we didn't talk about it, but we sat down on the fifth anniversary of October 1 the uh, Route 90, uh, Route 91 Harvest Fest unfortunate shooting during the Jason Aldean concert that was just such a tragedy, took way too many lives, took, uh, injured way too many more, and emotionally scarred a, a, a large swath of this country who had people at that festival or were there themselves. So I want to dedicate this interview, even though it's not the anniversary, we did it on the anniversary, want to dedicate this interview to their memory. This is a really, really special interview. You're going to hear the, this is a really, really special couple. Dale was a musician for uh, decades, recently retired in the 2010s. And they started doing this YouTube channel about 2018. And it's kind of taken off. And it's a perfect YouTube channel for people like me. I'm not the biggest gambler when I go to Vegas. And I'm not... I'm not a partier either. I'm not somebody who goes over to the link and gets rowdy. I like to go do what I'm going to do, go to my shows, uh, socialize at a bar or two, but I don't really go, you know, go ham till two in the morning on Fremont Street. And I stayed on Fremont Street one time and I regret it because I was, my room was right up against the canopy and it was, I didn't fall asleep till 2 a.m. and I had landed really late, so... Ah, that's a digression, but their YouTube channel is for people like me that just appreciate Vegas, appreciate everything about Vegas, but but don't really go 
go hard, as they say when, when you go to town. And uh, there's also another channel that Paula does that they just launched called Paula's Kitchen and More. She has some delicious recipes. They just put up a, a Chicken Three Ways video last week that and a, and a retro 60s video this week that uh, I need to try those recipes. And Dale actually sings on the channel and you get to hear what a great voice he has. It was an honor to meet and get to know this couple. Uh, I've texted with Paula since then. She helped me set it up, and she's such a lovely, lovely person. And I've gone on long enough. I think you need to meet them yourself. Here now to tell us why they love Las Vegas, our interview with Dale and Paula McKenzie. Las Vegas, inside and out. Dale and Paula McKenzie, Las Vegas, inside and out. Thank you for meeting me in the beautiful Luxor. How are you today? Hey, Matt, we are doing great. Thanks for meeting with us. I'm honored that you uh, got a hold of us to do this. Well, you guys are appointment Sunday morning watching for me. Um, I love, I just saw last week's episode on uh, the Bellagio Conservatory, and I don't think I'm going to get center strip this trip, but I'm back on Tuesday, and I think I'm going to pop over there. So take me to the beginnings of the beginnings, and I think we'll start with you, Dale, you moved to Vegas. I came to Vegas for a job. Right. Yeah, I was offered a job. I came to Vegas and I checked out all the agents and everything like that, talked to a lot of agents, and uh, the one fellow said, he said, you come out, you move out here, I got a job for it. it's at the plaza, it's all set. Sold everything, drove all the way out here, and there was no job. So I uh, had a little bit of <laughs> ranching, you know, I knew how to take care of horses and stuff, like so I worked on a ranch until I could get into the union. Because to get into the union here at that time was pretty hard. You had to wait a long time to get into the union. So I worked on a ranch, did small time jobs until I got my tenure up and then I joined the union and the rest was history. So you were full time in, in entertainment and music from well, that point always, on? my whole life, since wow. I was 16. I was never without a job, ever. That's amazing. I mean, they weren't great jobs, right? but I was never without a job. <laughs> and, and Paula, how'd you come to Vegas? Are you from here? I am actually from Cleveland, Ohio, oh, wow. so you're neck of the woods, and actually I came here because of Dale. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dale was actually on the road, and I playing in my town, and I actually went and saw him perform, and it was sort of for me, love at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> two months and, uh, later, we were married. Two months later, we were married at the Little Church of the West. <laughs> That's amazing. She'd never been to Las Vegas before. I, it and was August. I, I stole her from her family. We eloped. And I stole her from her family. And when she came out here, I don't, I, I could, you could just see it in her face that, what am I, what did I get into? It was <laughs> August, it was, you know, 95 degrees outside. 95, it was more like 115. 115 degrees. <laughs> and I get off, and I, and, and when I got off the, get off the plane to, uh, it, took a charger. Yeah, to McCarran, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got up there and put a quarter in the machine. Goes, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm just putting a quarter in the machine. You're a gambler? Oh I was God. horrified. <laughs> well, anyway, 41 years later, we're still here. We're still here. <laughs> Wait a minute. You did say on a video, though, that you rarely gambled until you retired. I, well, I, it was one quarter. Yeah. It was one quarter. <laughs> Yeah, neither one of us had any money. So yeah, yeah it was I didn't have no money. I didn't never gamble. I, I, I gambled. Yeah, you're right. I gambled after I retired. Yeah, that's 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 your story is just amazing. It really is. And the way she's looking at you now, as you talk and you look at her, it's it's amazing. That that love story is is beautiful. We are we're we're two peas in a pod. If, yeah. if uh, we can't we do things together all the time. That's just how it's always been that way. Mm -hmm. We and always we, thought we might want to 
go into business together, and our YouTube channel ended up being that opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah. When I when I started this channel, it was just me, and it was just a lark. Our <laughs> son said I was I had just retired from music. And I was going crazy. I think I was two years into into retirement or something. Not enough to do. Not enough to do. Mm -hmm. And he said, "You you played everywhere in Las Vegas. Why don't you just go get a camera and film something?" So uh, I said, "Okay, I'll I'll try it." So I filmed the Bellagio, and it was awful. It was just awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst videos you ever want to see in your life. But uh, she came along with me, and I just turned to her one day and I said, "Hey, Paula, do you got anything you want to?" Oh, I said, "This is my wife, Paula. You got anything you want to say to the people?" She's never stopped talking. So she, she was a part of it right then. It's amazing. You, you find someone on the road who not only falls for the romance of you being a performer, but then becomes so supportive in your career, and now you do this together. It's, it it's, is. it's amazing. It, it's, 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 a, it's an amazing life that mm -hmm. we've lived. It's a very strange life that we've lived. But uh, being a musician... Uh, and a being a musician's wife is, is different. Very um, different. I used to haul equipment for him, help him set up and tear down. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, wait till the end of the shows or the lounges or wherever he. You always work weekends. Yeah, you always work weekends. All the holidays. Yeah. When but our, when our son in. was little, he'd sit there on a blanket if it was a public thing, and then it was outdoors. I remember sitting on blankets while you were performing. <laughs> When he was a toddler. <laughs> and let's not forget, you've had a career all your own as well. Oh, in, yeah. I've always worked. business and IT. How'd you balance both of that? Well, Dale said it. He mostly worked weekends, evenings. I had the regular 9 to 5. Right. He was Mr. Mom before Mr. I Mom not was only a watched, thing. I, I, I was <laughs> during the day. I not only watched our child, I watched two other little babies too. Two oh, little wow. boys. And I make sure that all the curtains were closed because back then men didn't do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was helping people out because they couldn't afford the babysitting. So right. it was just a day. And, and nine times out of ten, by the time these people got home, we were all sound asleep on the couch. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you basically, you, you juggle it, Matt, by, mm -hmm. you know, I work and he did childcare and then he work and I did childcare. And then, you know, later on, once our son got older, we just went out more together. And here's a, a little a little known fact about Paula. She started out as a chemist and has her name on two patents. Yes, yeah. I remember that. And uh, so she's very, very smart. So it's like opposite to track. Very smart, not too bright. Very smart, <laughs> not too bright. <laughs> no, I always say it's I'm the analytical one and he's the artistic one, mm -hmm. the expressive one. And it works. And it's a good balance. So let's yeah. talk about those patents, I forget what they are, but I do remember you mentioning them. And now you're in IT and, and on the business side. Tell me about your career. Um, it's really a simple story. I, as Dale said, I started out doing chemistry work for a paint company. And what happens is once you become pregnant, they take you away from the chemicals for your own safety and well-being. Right. So I ended up going into the office during the time that I was pregnant. and. I drifted into computers during that period of time. It was the 1980s, and uh, I'm more or less self-taught. I didn't go to any computer classes or anything, and so I kind of came up through the ranks in IT and just stayed there because I had an affinity for it. I liked it. And, and uh, she actually worked so, for MGM Properties. She did <laughs> yeah, IT it was, for it was MGM called Mandalay Resort Group before it got sold to MGM. Um, so I worked here at the yep. Luxor. Her office why, was down by the pool. That's why I have a just a little bit of a soft spot for the Luxor always. Um, and yeah, and then MGM bought them, and I worked in their corporate IT. 
Uh, now I work in utilities, but it's all been IT-based work, and I, I, I like it. I'm good at it. And what are those patents, if you can say? It was, uh, it was a, a type of a paint, uh, a primer, yep. that is applied to bare metal in order to prevent rust. Oh, wow. So it was an improvement to that, actually. It wasn't the... I didn't have anything to do with inventing the mm -hmm. product, but it was an improvement to the product. They would electrocode it. They would electrocute it to the metal with, with electrodes. Mm -hmm. They would dip the car, the chassis... In a, in a water in, bath, in a, yeah, in a water bath. And then they would apply, they would apply positive and negative uh, charges to the... And it would just... That's amazing. Here. I don't understand it, but that's amazing. She does. It is, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's why cars don't rust anymore. All right, Dr. McKenzie, that's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I, I had a very small part. No, it's 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 <laughs> great. Small, yeah. It's great. So, let's talk about. You mentioned the Luxor. Like, we'll get to the channel eventually. We got to build up to it. But, my, we'll talk about Vegas for a little bit. I sort of. You were here when the theming was really big, yeah. and they've kind of. To use a negative word, but I don't mean it negatively, gutted the theming a little bit. What What is the difference between some of these properties now on the South End that were highly themed to what they were in the 90s, to your, to your memories? First of all, I don't understand why they're, they're taking the themes away. I don't understand why they did that. But this place, I mean, we're sitting in the middle of a pyramid. Yeah, we are. I mean, we're looking out. We're, we've got the best vibes in the world coming down on us right now because of that pyramid there. But but this ha this place had a little boat that ran through it when they first opened up. It had it had a water in the front, and they, the uh, the what do you call it? The Sphinx. The Sphinx. Sphinx had the lasers coming out of his eyes. I don't know why they took it out. The whole bottom part of this was, was uh, themed as Egyptian. There was an unbelievable lounge here called Nefertiti's Nefertiti's, Nefertiti's Lounge. Lounge. Just a fabulous, fabulous lounge. Gone. All that stuff's gone. I don't know. I don't know why. Do you? Well, it's all about appealing to your your clientele, I guess they'll say. So, you know, when you read why they did it, they always do it to attract the younger demographic or the people to spend more money or it wasn't profitable. That's what they always say. But when they... But when it's they... goofy because it is a pyramid. It's all still here. Like, we're, right. up, on the, we're like, up on the second level and all of the, the facades right. from matching what was going on downstairs are still here. And I think this is the coolest part of the hotel. Right. Well, now, really? her, her friend, uh, who was also the, uh, uh, what was her, her sister's father? Her father? Uh, yeah, her dad was actually deputy, deputy mayor, mayor. Under Oscar Goodman. He was the person who, or she was the person who went to Egypt and bought all the artifacts. Yeah, oh, she wow. used to go to yeah. Egypt twice a year yeah, she used and to go stock twice a year. the shop mm -hmm. with Egyptian artifacts. Talk about a great job. That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a goofy thing they did because you can't erase... All of it. Mm -hmm. So you end up with this half-half hodgepodge, which is tricky. And the reason they did it at first is because they wanted to make this a family destination. They wanted to bring, they wanted the people to bring their kids to Las Vegas. And that was Steve, Wynn. And that was Steve Wynn's that idea, with yeah. With the Mirage. With the Mirage. Right. That, yeah. And so, uh, and and it worked. Uh, now, I, I don't know why you would bring a kid to Las Vegas, but... <laughs> A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Well, yeah. there are shows. We've got the yeah. tournament. Uh, at, tournament at, at Kings. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and you've got Terry Fader and right. these these acts that aren't necessarily for kids, but they don't, you know, curse their heads off when you're yeah. on stage. Right. It's, the other thing is, just talking about things that don't work, is it seems like, and it seems like such a, a parody uh, that it should work, but 
going back to the Golden Lion in front of MGM, Asian-themed resorts tend to not do very well. You have Resorts World. I think they're struggling a little bit more than they thought they would. Lucky Dragon didn't work. Again, I want to ask the people who've lived here. Well, do you know why they took that line down? Because it was unlocking. You right. know, because you don't want to walk into a lion's mouth. Right. Asians won't do that. Yeah. Uh, here's the here's the thing that does work, Matt. Yeah. It has worked ever since the beginning, which is Asians flock here mm-hmm. at the holidays, at Christmas time, and they love the iconic resorts like Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Bellagio. They will pack those iconic historic resorts they're not asian themed at all right but they're classy and elegant and they cater to that crowd that comes in at the holidays and they bring in asian entertainers and so on so i don't if you're if you've been doing that for 20 years maybe yeah. you don't want to go to resorts world because right. you say you know what it's my comfortable place i've been yeah. going there forever and I'm going to keep going there? I, yeah. I'm guessing. I don't let's really go know. Back, let's go back 40 years, 45 years. Yeah. When I first came here, uh, this place was pretty much shut down at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, there were no shows. Uh, there was never a decoration up mm-hmm. at all. You did never. You would have never known it was Christmas time. And then all of a sudden, they, they came. And also, if you were a local back then, mm-hmm. you couldn't get no coupons. Like, right. like You had to show your ID to get a coupon on the strip. And if you were a local, they wouldn't give you the coupons. Now that's totally different. Now they cater to locals here all the time, but back then it, it was it was a, a much different place, don't you agree? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah but now it's it's open twenty four seven. I mean, uh, it's open three hundred sixty five days a year, one hundred percent, always full, always something to do. And that's when during Christmas time, when the Asians come here, and then right before they come, it's the Cowboys. Yep, we got the, the NFR. Uh, I was here last year for it. I'll be here again. Yeah, we'll we'll be there. I uh. I'll, big country music guy so we come for the shows and yeah george Strait always plays and he does. we're gonna go see aaron tippin and actually we're gonna do the most uncountry thing this year at M- nfr we're gonna go see aerosmith <laughs> no kidding you know yeah. okay. i've been a fan since i was a teenager and i want to go see aerosmith i love it absolutely so, so let's talk about the channel dale you said it started with you yeah. and your son encouraging you go get a camera after the, those first videos didn't really Weren't up to par for what you wanted to do. What kept you going? I, I made I, this lady here challenges me ever since we've been married, mm-hmm. and so she's challenged me, especially in music. I've changed my music style so I could play different lodges and stuff like that. She said, "Okay, do it," and I said, "All right, I'll do it, but I have to make a commitment for one year. I want to put out one video a week for one year, and if it doesn't work, I'm done. I'm going to see what happens." And uh, after that, I think. What? That year was 2019. That, yeah, that was 2019. Yeah. So I think we had maybe 100 subscribers at best. Uh, we, we reached 100 in June. It took us six months. Six to months get to, to get 100, 100 subscribers. Wow. And then. But what, we kept plugging. Yeah, and then I think by the year, after the year, I think we finally hit the thousand. Yeah, November we hit a thousand. And then you can be monetized. So I said, all right, I'll try a different year. By that time, she was already helping me out with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was one of them things. I- I've changed my life a million times. In fact, I had to learn how to do a to- total different programming skill to edit this stuff. Well, you're so good at voicing, too, because... I was disc jockey. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. You have that yeah. cadence. Yeah, I was disc jockey in uh, Kentucky. Uh, wow. WKRP, Prestonsburg, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I love- Where are you from originally? Oh. <laughs> What's the matter? Nothing. 
that Prestonsburg, Kentucky. Because now we're in Kentucky. I got to know. Where are you from originally? All right. All right. My family's all Canadian. My, I have family. Oh, wow. Yeah. Family's Canadian. Uh, my mother was American. My mother married a Canadian <laughs> my, who was my father. And uh, so I had dual citizenship for a long, for a long time. Wow. So, it was, so Ontario. Uh, Ontario is where North my original York, family, yeah. or where my father was from. My mother, uh, uh, oddly enough, was from Cleveland, Ohio. Ain't that a coinky dink? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So they, uh, my father never became a citizen of the United States, and my mother never became a citizen of Canada. Mm-hmm. So it was just that was just the way it was. So when the channel started taking off, and you started having people reach out to you and tell you things and be Patreons and, and offer staycations and stuff, what was your reaction when, when you started to get that interaction? A shock. Yeah, we're just so, we're just regular folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know you interview some big names, and we, we're just like not in that league. We're just no. a little mom and pop YouTube channel. Um, we, we are very grateful to the wonderful community that has built around us. From around the world, I don't know how that happened or why we deserve them. But they are amazing. Are the first grateful. time we ever got recognized was on the uh, crosswalk going from... New York, New York to MGM. Yeah, New York, yeah. New York to MGM. We opened the door, and the guy said, Oh, I love your channel. And and I thought, I turned around, I said, Who are you talking to? And he said, I, I love your channel. And he's from where? That was Ken from Pittsburgh. And I'll never forget we're it. We're best friends now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, first person. That's but amazing. It, it took us a long time to get to the point where we would have a Patreon account. Yeah. And then we didn't I know you're very year. uncomfortable with the idea yeah. of, yeah. of the ancillary. Giving us money. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I took down the Patreon account because I couldn't give it enough. I, I, I felt bad. We had like, I don't know, we were making like 500 bucks a, a, a month on it. And I just felt guilty. Right. Because I couldn't give them the, the extra content, the extra content like that, that a lot wanted. of yeah. uh, Patreon people do. Do you yeah. still do the merch? Oh, yeah. yeah. We do. Yep. T-shirts yep. and buttons and things like that. And, yeah. and people are welcome to. We're happy if they want to buy a T-shirt or an apron or something. Well, that's the, that's the great thing about what they call drop shipping is you can be as hands-on about pushing it or as hands-off about not pushing it and just having it in the link as you want, and it's and it doesn't feel like an obligation to the exactly viewer. Exactly right, Matt. That's what we do. If they yeah. offer a coupon or a, or a discount, yeah. we'll mention it, but other than that, we don't really say too much. Right. Yeah. Right. It's... I can tell you, if I may, I t- normally don't monologue like this in an interview, but this is like a conversation, and I'm enjoying it, but I can tell you why it's successful. People even my age don't come here to party. We come here to see the shows, enjoy the atmosphere, maybe gamble a little bit. So what Ruby and Pomsey they do, that's great. But if I can sit down and watch a nice relaxing video and be at the Bellagio with you guys just enjoying a nice morning, that you've cornered that market on YouTube. And I think that's exactly why it works because there's people that don't come here for the party lifestyle, but they don't come here to be bumps on a log either and they want to see stuff. And you've cornered that market. We also uh, cater to a little older crowd as well, mm-hmm. as well as a younger. I mean, our demographics. If you look at it, you'd be shocked. Wow. To see to see how young the people are that watch us, and then to see the older folks that watch us. Mm-hmm. We get so many comments, especially during a, a lockdown, right? Lockdown we, actually helped us lockdown tremendously helped because us. we were your virtual Vegas. Right. We're here. 
we live here and we'll go show you whatever we can show you whatever we're allowed in we'll show you yeah, yeah. so and then people would go uh, and they would say you got me through the pandemic i can't tell you how many times we've said that your videos have times. gotten us through the pandemic we have some people that that uh, binge watch the, those videos back over again because they just want to relive the fact that you know they didn't have to worry about it at that time we never talked politics we never talked pandemic we never talked uh, any anything we didn't talk about masks we just showed yeah. you whatever yeah. we could show you right. during mm -hmm. that period of time yeah we try we want to keep everything as upbeat as we can i love that yeah. the other thing too matt that that we maybe sets us apart is well two things number one is we try to make you aware of something that you would walk past gardens art architecture people spend i mean there's a lot of artistry in las vegas you're getting you may be walking by right so we're going to show you that and then the second option is of course we love the history and if we can throw some history in there we're going to throw some history in and there. honestly <laughs> no offense to some of these uh, uh youtubers i, mm -hmm. I love them all but some of her are very negative about Las Vegas, and right. they only look at the negative, the downside of Las Vegas. Right. And uh, I, I, I take offense to that because I've been here a long time. Yeah. And this is my town. This, this is our town. This is, this is the place where we have put most of our life is in Las Vegas. Yeah. And when people start doing that, and they're only doing it for hits. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's. And it's never as dramatic. I know what you're talking about, and it's never as dramatic. What do they call that? Clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. It's never as dramatic as the clickbait title would have you right, think. Exactly. Like, the yeah. worst things in Vegas. No, they're just warning you off of the uh, of the lady of the night who might sidle up to you at the at the at the uh, casino. Exactly you know, right. it's not bad. It's just things to look out for right. or construction you need to be aware. Of. So I I totally know what you're what and you're saying. We don't want to sugarcoat things. Right. We want to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't get good service at a restaurant or something like that, we're going to tell you. But we're not going to take you down a dark alley. Right. Because but you as a tourist, you shouldn't be down that dark alley anyway. No. If you come to Las Vegas, you're going to know that there's street performers out there that are going to be begging for you for money. You just yeah. know that. Go to New York City. It's the same way. Mm -hmm. Go to LA. It's the same way. Mm -hmm. This is this is just this this is a I call this I call Las Vegas uh, an, an island in the desert yeah. because there's nothing around really us. Is. So this is we are our own little country almost here. I was it got me emotional and I was I was telling you earlier before we started this I wanted to move here. The thing that happened in 2018 was I was staying with a friend, and they had a McMansion probably out in Henderson. And I'm standing on the balcony of their master bedroom, so you're giving me a tour, and I see the light of the Luxor. Yeah. And then we're going to dinner, and there's nothing. It's just beautiful outside nature, outside desert. And you see the strip, and the strip has to be three, four miles away. Right. But it's like you're it's right here. Spell. It is that island feeling. Right. It's, it it's, is. it's, like it's beautiful. And it's like when you are in the outskirts, like say you're at Summerlin looking down, or you're out the, at the outskirts of Henderson looking down, you are way above because it is down in a valley. It's down in a valley. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful city with uh, a lot of wonderful people here. Yeah. yeah. Back to the statues and the art. I know you are the writer, the researcher. I know it's a team effort, but where do you go to learn about the random statue in front of the escalator at, you know, the Venetian? Like, the things we do walk by that you know so much about, how do you research those? 
the internet is the best resource in the world these days and mm -hmm. honestly you do a google search yeah and the the great thing is not only is wikipedia of course a great resource but mm -hmm. every news article ever written on las vegas is archived right so i i look at i look for the opening of a thing mm -hmm. uh, the opening of a restaurant opening of a resort opening of a venue and invariably not only is there articles about that opening, there are reviews who, you know, press mm -hmm. people who went in and, mm -hmm. and did the thing or reviewed the thing. So I read four or five or six of those, and I pick up a tidbit here and a tidbit there and a tidbit there, and then I make my own story. Not only that, Paul is very friendly, and she will see like like the guys that do the Bellagio, uh, the, the horticulturists. She just go up and talk to you. Talk to you find out more information from somebody that works in a casino <laughs> than from any book you can read. The Tropicana is our topic for tomorrow, and I was on the mezzanine level uh, filming, and I had a 10-minute conversation with a carpenter with his cart, like he was fixing something in front of the steakhouse. Yeah. And we just started talking about the Follies Bergere. And so I got tickets from him. That's amazing. And the one, and we're doing a, a segment tomorrow on the Follies Bergere, and one of our fans, or not, a, a lady that follows us, was an ex-showgirl there. So she gave us a whole bunch of pictures. You're uncomfortable with that word. What? Fa you're uncomfortable with that word. Fans. Yeah, I don't like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to call them fans. Come on, you, you've been a musician I, I, all I, your I, life. I call them my, my community, yeah. you know. Uh, let, let me tell you, I, I played, I was a lounge rat. Yeah. I, I would play. I would play five hours a night, six nights a week, and then on on some, on, the, on the the final night, I would have an agent who would book me someplace where I could do my act, mm -hmm. my banjo, my banjo stick, and all that stuff. Yeah. But I worked my butt off doing those things for maybe two or three people, and when all of a sudden we've got this, I've got I've got a crowd. When twenty six thousand people are watching us, wow. The biggest crowd I ever played for was 3,000, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you got 26,000 people that are that take time out of their life to do that. I don't want to call them fans. I want them to be a part of our community. I love that. I love that. So before we wrap up here, I want to know, because you are so diligent with us, take us through a production week and how you decide. And Because one of the things that amazes me is you'll have stuff out on Sunday that you did that week. Right. And that output Always. to do weekly, it's, insane. It's, it's awful. It's really hard. It's hard. It's hard. We fight a lot. We yell at each other. <laughs> um, it is very demanding. It yeah. is very demanding. So that's interesting. Take, okay. Where does the idea come from? I pull it out of the air most of the time. Oftentimes it's me. It is. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the idea man. I have 50 of them in the back of my head. And I just say, all right, this week I think it'll be good to do X or... Well, we haven't been downtown in a while, so let's go there. Or there's an event happening or uh, whatever. So usually the, the subject, or I'll say, I feel like going to breakfast. You know, where haven't I been to breakfast? So yeah, it's just a random decision. Um, also, we do get requests from people. People that say, could you go to the Orleans? Or could you go to, you know, wherever? Could you actually? The reason we redid Luxor and Excalibur recently is someone said, "Could you go back to the Luxor?" So I said, "Okay." So we haven't been there since January 2020. Let's go see what's new. And I'm glad we did. So, a lot new, so, so then she has the idea in her head, and as she's doing this, she also has the script running through her head. 
Right, so I typically yep. do the filming, Matt. Um, mm -hmm. I am more out and about I'm because I go to work. I can run out early in the day or I can run out at lunchtime or whatever. So I do a lot of the filming unless we're out to dinner or something together. Right. So um, day one, I would say, is capturing the footage. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, I have to go back twice for one reason or another, but typically it's one day. The second day, I put the project together. So that would be, I organize it into folders by topic, and I'm, again, that script's running through my head, how, how we want to open, we want to go here, we want to go there, we want to do the restaurants, we want to do the bars, we want to do whatever, we want to have a meal. So I lay it all out, all the clips and photos. And then on day three, I write the script. So I have to get the script to Dale by Wednesday morning. That's when he takes over. Yeah, I have to. I have to have the script by Wednesday, and that sometimes takes me many, many hours to get through it because I, I want. We got a very nice compliment from a school teacher who teaches. Uh, I don't know what he teach, yeah. teaches. Teaches high school. I but he said, I have my kids watch your videos because of your diction and how you pronounce the words. So I make sure that I go back and I'm saying everything exactly right mm -hmm. and that you can understand what I'm saying. So that could take a lot of hours to do that. Then then I just start editing. And then the edit, edit goes up till, I was still editing before we came here. Till Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's not that, the, so, tomorrow's video isn't quite done yet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we gotta go back and finish So by it. Saturday night, we post it on YouTube and we put the description box together and all that. And then 8 a.m.? And 8 a.m. 8 a.m. until, yep. So we, we don't give ourselves a lot of leeway on that. There's there's not a lot of room in there was schedule. There was one week you said you were taking off and you had a video anyway. Yeah, we decided to we, do it anyway. That was the Bellagio. We hustled that one yeah, we because really we went it. to California for three days. Yeah, yeah, we're going back to California to see our granddaughter. Uh, and, this uh, week. But this one, we won't because this, this video we did this week was really intense. The uh, it was a lot of history, a lot of old pictures and things, and it was it was tough. It was hard work, yeah, yeah with the showgirl segment. So we may take next week off. Yeah, we'll we'll I, I, I doubt it. But. <laughs> Let's end this by getting back to your relationship. What is one thing, positive, we're going to say positive, one positive thing, even though you've been married for many years, that you've learned about each other through doing this channel? I'll go first. His capacity to learn is endless. We bought a Mac. He started working with Final Cut Pro and never looked back, and he is continually improving his ability to do editing and post-production, it's, it's fabulous. What I didn't know about her was that she could do this. I had no idea, and no idea. This is not the person I married. Uh, I mean, this, this, is, this is a total different person because Paul was always very quiet, and, and then once she got into this, she just started to blossom into this, this broadcast person, I guess you'd call it, and she's great at it. She's absolutely great at it. Just absolutely, when Paula's Kitchen, we haven't done a lot of them lately because we've been so busy. When we did Paula's Kitchen, there's no script. She just talks. Yeah. It's just her. Just talks. And I, I, I'm, the first one we did, I said, Paula, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. He edits those and he says, you just never talk. I said, yeah, I said, I can't, I can't, there's no place for me to cut because you never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I do love to cook. I love what it. Can I, say? I love it. Dale and Paula McKenzie, this was a pleasure. Thank you both so much. And I got to tell everybody come to Vegas right now. now.
I look forward every week, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. West Coast time. I work from home on Sundays. I am out of bed by 8, 9, 10. 11 o'clock comes around and I'm missing Vegas and I get to go to Vegas through whatever video they've done, whether it's a casino tour or a restaurant review or they're just over at Bellagio looking at the beautiful, beautiful foliage and the seasonal uh, changes in the conservatory. Just absolutely wonderful. So thank you, Dale. Thank you, Paula, for making the time. That is it for us today. Remember, you can always reach out to me at talkfor2cast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and Insta at talkfor2 or in on Insta, it's at talkfor2pod. Find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you for our next YouTuber episode for Talk for Two. I'm Matt Bailey signing off, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com. <laughs>